Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take your business to the next level. Your host, Paul, is the best-selling author of Cut That Grass and Make That Cash and the brand new book, Best Business Practices for Landscapers, now available on Audible. Here's your host, Paul Jamison. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to today's program. We're going to interview Alec Priola from Birmingham, Alabama. I recently heard him on Jeremiah Jennings' show, and I thought it was very valuable information that you were sharing. So I reached out to Jeremiah, and uh, he got me your information, and really appreciate you being generous with your time today. So welcome to the program, Alec. Hey, Paul. Thanks for having me on. I'm looking forward to definitely have fun with Jeremiah the other night doing, doing that call or that uh, podcast with him. Talking about the stuff about being a first time home buyer, I'm definitely looking forward to having the same conversation with you. Absolutely. Well, guys listening to my show are business leaders, small business owners, entrepreneurs that uh, work hard, and uh, most folks making quite a bit of money and uh, buying a home is definitely a fun experience. And so I wanted to bring you on to, to kind of guide that process just to make sure folks make well-informed, uh, wise decisions. Uh, if you're just tuning in for the first time to this show, it's a Monday through Friday. We have a fresh new episode and we chat about lawn care, landscaping, best practices, how to take your business to the next level. Uh, But because we have so much content throughout the year, I like to have these special one-off episodes where we chat with folks like yourself, Alec, uh, that can help us um, as consumers uh, make wise decisions. So really appreciate you uh, joining today's program. And as always, thanks to the sponsors who make this all possible, our friends at Gulf Coast Bookkeeping, GPS Track It, in the Entrepreneur Academy live event uh, coming up Saturday, November 13th. Uh, we appreciate them. And uh, we'll hear a little bit l- later in the program from, from today's show sponsors. So, Alec, when you were chatting with Jeremiah, man, you guys were at some burger joint uh, in Birmingham, huh? Yeah, yeah. We went to a place called Mug Shops. We've got a few of them around here in Birmingham. I don't know if they're nationwide, but they make one of the best burgers I've ever had. Yeah, well, true story. I'm listening to you guys, and uh, when I was the time of day I was listening was the evening, and I'm on a strict diet. I, I actually, my abs have made an appearance. It's the tail end of the summer, <laughs> but I'll take it. I'm like, you know, looking in the mirror, I was like, I see you, you know. And, uh, but anyway, I've been eating really, really clean, and uh, I'm listening to your guys talk about this juicy, delicious cheeseburger. And uh, down the road, they got a, a really good joint called uh, Village Burger. And uh, it's it's real fresh beef. And uh, so anyway, I I just went down there and got a double stack cheeseburger and a big old pile of French fries. And I just I just crumbled on my diet. But uh, all all thanks to you, you guys uh, tempting me with the the thought of a juicy cheeseburger. And uh, I really could have got away with just that with no bun and ordered it clean. But I just went all all in and and got the they got really good French fries there too. So oh yeah. Uh, mug shots they got the they've got these fresh buns i don't know what kind of buns they are but they're delicious and they do those really crispy beer battered fries uh-huh oh so good yes sir well tell us a little bit about your story and, and uh what you do for a living <clears throat> so i um i guess you tell you call me a mortgage loan officer uh i just simple terms call myself a mortgage lender um but i've been doing this now for about six and a half years I uh, work for a company called Assurance Financial. Um, I've been with them for five and a half years and really love the process there, the people I work with, 
um, by far, hands down, some of the best processes I've seen in the industry, and we keep advancing our technology every day. So it's uh, definitely, definitely a fun time to be a mortgage lender right now. Yeah. And you said something on the Growing Green podcast that I thought was really good, and I, I wanted to address it because a lot of guys make a lot of money, uh, bringing a lot of revenue throughout the year in, in this business. Uh, the demand right now is at an all-time high. And so if you're willing to work, you can make quite a bit of coin uh, throughout the year. And then a lot of guys, and this is a disclaimer, we're not tax professionals. We're not telling you what to do or not to do. I'm just throwing this out there because uh, it happens every single year. You know, we come to the tail end of the year and guys are out there buying this uh, vehicle, this trailer, all this equipment. And they're, they just think they got to spend every money, every bit of money that they can to avoid, you know, paying their 28%, 32% tax on that money. And they're going out and they're buying all this money. And then at the end of the, the, the tax year, it shows that they only made, you know, a, a small amount of money when the reality is the business brought in a lot. And the consequence of that is when you go to uh, present your income, uh, you know, your two years worth of income to, to get a home, you, you know, you can raise some eyebrows, like you're not making that much money. Uh, what are your thoughts on all that? Right now, that's a hundred percent true. I see that all the time. I was living some tax returns a few weeks ago in the same exact situation where the guy, <clears throat> he makes really good money. He's been doing it for three or four years, but on paper, he makes like $17,000 a year. Um, uh, in 20 and in 19, he made like 12. So I was like, Seven, yeah, 17,000 and 12 and then 12,000 the next year. Yeah. The previous year. Yeah. So like in 20, 2020 on paper, he made 17, but in 19, he made 12. But I mean, if you really look at it and you really get to talk to him and stuff, you can tell he probably made closer to 70, 80,000, but he just wrote every bit of it off that he could. Mm -hmm. So, Again, like you said, like, you know, we're not tax professionals, but when it comes to buying a home, the federal guidelines clearly state, like, on paper, there's only so much we can add back. Um, depreciation is one of those things that we can add back uh, into your income off of Schedule C. Okay. So, <clears throat> so what, for, for, so from buying a home, Alec, uh, especially a first-time home buyer, what would be a way as the majority of guys listening to you are, are small business owners, they, they own a lawn care business or they own a landscaping business. What's the wisest way to, to set that up to, to the infrastructure, the, the foundation and, and the way to pay ourselves and things of that nature. So when it does come time to, to buy a home, uh, we put ourselves in the best position to be able to move into the nicest you know house possible that we can afford. Right. I mean, the best thing to do, I would say, start off with is, you know, sit down, talk with a loan officer like myself, um, put a plan together so you can see exactly where you're at now and how you want to get there going forward. Because every situation is completely different when it comes to mortgage lending. Um, I've been doing this for, like I said, six and a half years, and I haven't seen one situation that's exactly the same. So when it comes down to the way you break things down and get people qualified, it varies per individual almost. Is it better to be a W-2 employee or uh, pay yourself kind of the owner's draw uh, type type situation? What, what What's more <clears throat> beneficial from your perspective? So as a small business owner, even if you pay yourself as a W-2 employee, 
Um, we still have to go back and break down the tax returns to make sure the income's there and sufficient. Um, can't just use that W-2 income. We've got to break down the business itself. So it's kind of six on one hand, half a dozen on the other when it comes to that aspect. Okay. So it doesn't really make that big of a difference. Okay. And then what kind of um, boundaries or ratios or, or what's in place that you're looking for when you're looking at that? those two previous year tax returns, the the current year profit and loss statement, I think you mentioned to Jeremiah, what are you looking mm-hmm. for um, that we want to be aware of to, to try to um, dot the I's and cross the T's to, to be in the best position possible? Excuse me. So yeah, um, basically the federal guidelines, they've set out some, some numbers, some ratios. Uh, we, we call them DTI, debt to income ratios, um, that you can't surpass. So we call it a front-end ratio and a back-end ratio, the two ratios we're looking at. The front-end ratio is just your proposed housing payment with taxes and insurance all together. And then the back-end is your every debt that appears on credit plus your proposed housing ratio. And so we uh, we can't go above 50%. So basically, I'd be at a 49 or below on a conventional loan program. Um, in some cases, got to be below 45. And then FHA, which is a great first-time homebuyer program, um, will let you go up to 56.99 on the back-end ratio. So we've got got ways things we can do and play around with and stuff like that. Okay, break this down a little bit more uh, more for me. I wasn't the best, best math student. You said we got to be at 49% <laughs> or below uh, on the ratio, but I, I missed what that ratio w- was representing. So the 49% ratio, that's the back-end ratio. That is your total debt-to-income ratio with everything that appears on credit and the proposed housing payment that we're trying to get you qualified for. Okay. So you look at the total amount of debt, add, add all that up, and just to give us a big fluffy round number, we'll say there's $50,000 of debt involved. And then the the income... On paper, let's say someone's uh, making seventy thousand dollars a year, but they have fifty thousand dollars worth of debt. What 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 kind of ratio does that put you at? So it's about the the monthly payments. Okay. So, so it's not just the overall debt itself; it's the overall monthly obligations like to those debts. Oh, okay. So that's how you break it down. It's not just the the fifty to hundred thousand dollars that they owe on their trucks and their lawn equipment or other their buildings and stuff like that, that they need. It's just what they pay per month um, on those obligations versus when you break down their two year history what that income is. Okay, so if you're bringing in so the, five thousand dollars a month uh, in 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 consistent pay and your debt's under 2500 a month, that, that would be yeah. approved? Well, as long as, it, as long as that includes the proposed housing ratio, I mean, there's a good chance it would be. Like I said, it's, there's no like scientific-specific way of saying yes or no, but yeah, typically, you know, if your total monthly obligations are $2,300 a month, including the proposed house payment we've set up for you, and you're bringing in $5,000 a month, but yeah, there's a good chance we can get you qualified. Okay. So it's including the, let's say the mortgage payments, 1200 You would factor that into that ratio plus 
whatever the, the student loan, the credit card debt, whatever the other debts could be, Correct. you would add all Correct. that up. And then that's got to be 49% mm-hmm. or under of, of whatever you're, you're bringing home per month. Correct. All right. I didn't pay much attention in math class, Alex. So, so thank you for uh, (laughs) being patient with me here. All these numbers and ratios. I don't even have a a calculator. I have a friend, Dr. Frank, and uh, this guy can crunch numbers like nobody's business, but uh, I appreciate this. So I got a lot more questions for you. Um, Speaking of numbers, we got to pay the bills around here. My producer is, uh, we got to beef up his retirement account. So he's he's looking to get a yacht down there in the Gulf of Mexico. So uh, we're going to hear from today's show sponsors and uh, coming up we're going to hear more uh, from Alec about uh, buying a home we'll be right back Entrepreneur Academy Live 2021 is going to be the biggest and best one yet. And we want to see you Saturday, November 13th in Novi, Michigan. Join hundreds of entrepreneurs just like yourself who are looking to crush it in their business and make 2022 the most profitable year ever. This year's speakers are a who's who of the industry. Greg Whitstock, Corey Ballard, Keith Kalfas, Mark Parker, Caleb and Brittany Almond, Haver Pete, Brian and Liz Fullerton, and Jeff Joyner. Launch Entrepreneur Academy Live 2021 is a powerful and inspiring all-day conference designed to help you take your business to the next level. And it's brought to you by Xmark, RedMax, SureTrack Trailers, and Yardbook. If you make it to town Friday, November the 12th, you're invited to hang out, network, and have a blast at the Full Throttle Adrenaline Park. Brought to you by Toro's Horizon 360. Come ride endless laps on the high-powered go-karts, play virtual reality games, and win great prizes. Excited about bringing your spouse to the event discounted spouse tickets are available excited about bringing your whole crew group discounts of four or more also available do whatever you have to do to make it to Entrepreneur academy live 2021 and grab your tickets before they're sold out tickets will go fast so if you'd like to get more information visit us at launchpreneuracademy.com or use the link in the show description and follow along with the hashtag lal 2021 Do you come home ready to relax after a hard day's work and find that your bookkeeping demands your time? Truth be told, you can't give it your full energy or focus. It just sits there most nights untouched, continually haunting you. It's costing you good decision-making and your peace of mind. Gulf Coast Bookkeeping provides a bookkeeping solution to landscapers that is guaranteed to give you back your time and your peace of mind. You can begin this partnership with us today by going to gulfcoastbk.com and scheduling a 15-minute call. Don't trick yourself into thinking you can handle it all. It won't be long before you're saying no no to new clients or skipping dinner with your family and friends all because your bookkeeping needs are unfinished. Let us take care of your green so you can take care of theirs. Schedule a 15-minute call today at gulfcoastbk.com. GPS Track, it makes managing your driver, vehicles, and equipment assets simple with the latest technology and personalized, friendly customer support for service businesses of all sizes. With GPS Track, it, you get a real-time view of where your fleet vehicles are around the clock, helping improve route density and operate more efficiently. GPS Track, it has been delivering peace of mind for over 12,000 customers in lawn and landscaping, and they've been doing it for over 20 years. Are you ready to protect your fleet, save money, and cut down on fuel costs? Call 844-996-2518 to speak with a knowledgeable fleet advisor. No pressure, no hassles, low monthly fees, and no contracts. 
844-996-2518 or visit greenindustrypodcast.com slash GPS track it. All right, friends, we are back with Alec from Alabama. He is helping us uh, guide us through uh, purchasing a home. And uh, once we have uh, a stabilized income and, and, and confident that, you know, it's, it's above that um, uh, ratio you just gave us, if we add up the mortgage payment and the debt and, and things are looking good, um, what's the next step? Or do you recommend even coming in before we even run all those numbers and just shaking your hand or fist bumping you and, and, and getting to know the, getting the, the relationship started? What, what's the best way to go about this? So, yeah, usually the, the, the best process, the way to get things started is <clears throat> let's have just a, typically just have just a quick five, 10 minute conversation on the phone with somebody. And then I send them my online application where they fill everything out <clears throat> so that I can run the numbers. And then they upload their taxes and stuff like that, send those over to me so I can break things down prior to meeting with them in person or over the phone. Uh, that way I can look at their credit score because credit takes a big plays a big factor into it. And then like I said, we're looking at the debt to income ratios. Let's let's and pause let's got- pause right here, Alec, and, and dive into that okay. credit dive into that credit score. What's what's a good number and, and what's a good way for, for guys to look up what their credit score is? Every time I try to look it up, it's like they want to charge me this fee and that fee. And I'm always like, ah, I, I always get real, real skeptical. Like when the the uh, African prince told me I won $17 million if I just send them my uh, debit card number. So h- how do we find out what our credit card or our, pardon, pardon me, our credit score is and, and what's a good uh, baseline to try to be at to, to get that uh, good rate on that first home? Well, the only reliable way to actually get your credit score that I'm aware of is to reach out to somebody like me and go ahead and have me pull your credit and take a look at it. Because, you know, you've got all those other those credit karmas and lending tree and all these other different um, apps out there that'll tell you. But there's like 60 plus different algorithms out there to calculate credit score. And the bureaus are only allowed to use <clears throat> three, one for each different bureau. So like Credit Karma, for example, I have seen it be off as much as 100 points in either direction for somebody's credit score. So if you know you've got bad credit and you're trying to work on it, downloading Credit Karma is a good idea. But what you're wanting to watch for is not what the number itself is, but the direction that it's going. It's moving in a positive direction and the things you're doing are working. Okay, that that makes a lot of sense. And then when you're is your job and you're, you you pull someone's credit and then it gives you that that number, um, five hundred, six hundred, seven hundred, eight hundred to the top of the line is is that correct or? Yeah, yeah. So okay. there's multiple tiers. So what? Do you, um, explain those tiers and what you're looking and you're like, okay, we got a winner, winner, chicken dinner here. We got, <laughs> you know, uh, I don't know about this or oh, forget about it, Pookie. You ain't getting a house. What what, what are you looking at? So we'll go all the way down to 620 um, when it comes to getting people qualified for a house, but they've got to meet certain other parameters to make it qualify. Typically, we try to get everybody at least above a 640 because they get a better rate. The process is better putting them in an FHA loan. But typically, you know, um, most of the credit scores I see are right around the 700 range. Um, when you get to 700, that's when we will start looking putting you in a conventional loan which is one of the best loans out there simply because once you get that 20% um, equity into the home, mm-hmm. that's when the 
PMI that everybody talks about drops off. Okay. So what's the difference between FHA and conventional? So FHA is a government sponsored program, potentially. It's put out by the uh, uh, Federal Housing Authority. And so they, they, they back it and they write the guidelines on it. When we talk conventional, <clears throat> we're talking about Fannie and Freddie. They're the ones that write the guidelines for that and adhere to the government for those. So FHA is a great first-time home buyer. We only need about 3.5% down, and they give you a lower credit score um, leeway when it comes to getting qualified <clears throat> to get a better rate. So what I go in convention. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Al. Go ahead. I was just going to move on to conventional. Um, but when it comes to conventional, you know, once you, the higher your credit score, the better the rate's going to be and all that kind of stuff for you, better payment and overall better products, the higher credit score. Okay. So what I hear you saying is conventional's best case scenario. I, I've, I listened uh, daily to the Dave Ramsey show. And he says to get out of debt, save three to six months of expenses and put, if you can put that 20% down, cause that will, then you don't have that PMI insurance and do the conventional loan. Is, is that sound about right? Best case scenario. If you're not going to pay well, cash for the home. Yeah. I mean, that's the best case scenario, but there's so many different options out there. Um, for you to do to get a conventional loan. Like in some cases, we could do as little as 3% down. But my favorite option when it comes to doing a conventional loan is putting down 10% and doing what's called finance mortgage insurance. To where you keep in that extra 10% in the bank or invested um, with your portfolio, retirement account, or whatever you've got it in. And you're doing what's called a lump sum on the mortgage insurance. And you end up only financing in about... I don't know, anywhere from a thousand to three thousand dollars into the loan. And so your monthly payment only changes by about five to ten dollars on average. Okay. So you're keeping more cash on hand versus having to put more into your house. Got it. What would you say? We got a lot of youngsters listening to the show. I mean, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, but they're making a gob of a gob. I mean, some some of these kids' bank (laughs) accounts are like very, very, very impressive. Um, at what point, um, when they're considering buying their first house, should they reach out? And for everyone in Alabama, we'll definitely shout you out and, and see if we can drum you up some business. But uh, other guys are listening in, in, in other parts of the world. Um, what's a good way relationally to, to connect with someone um, that's in your shoes? Is it, is it good to go uh, with a phone call, an email, bring you a donut. At what point, even if we know we're not going to buy a house until maybe a year or two down the road, what what do you think works best? I mean, it's never too early to go ahead and have that conversation. Uh, the sooner you have it, the easier it is to put a plan together. So, I mean, if you just want a conversation, you can give me a call and we can talk about it. Um, I am licensed in Alabama, Florida, Mississippi, and Texas. Um, and I can get my license in Georgia. It's not a problem. But it, I mean, it's a there's a, there's a lot of ways to do it, and I just say the best way to do it really is just to start. Okay, well, we'll definitely put your um, information in today's episode notes because uh, that's uh, we got a lot of audience in uh, Bama, Mississippi, Florida, and uh, Texas uh, for sure, and I think this information is valuable for for anyone and everyone listening because uh, owning a home, if if you can afford it, is definitely um, 
very wise. Uh, so, um, are there, are there any other, um, tips or strategies that you, uh, would like to suggest, uh, to somebody who's, um, considering, uh, buying the home in the near future? Well, you, you touched on something, uh, just a second there. You said if you could afford it, um, it is actually cheaper monthly to own a home than it is to rent. I mean, <clears throat> I have a rental property and my mortgage payment on it is 700 bucks and I charge 1200. So if you can afford to rent then you can afford to own, you just have to be disciplined enough to save the money up for the down payment. Yeah. And, and you, re- and again, um, once you cross that 20%, then the PMI goes away. Correct. And I mean, <clears throat> with appreciation right now, it goes away pretty quick. It's faster than it has in any year in history because right now appreciation nationwide on the average is 18% year over year. So you gain 18% appreciation. Let's say you bought a house for $100,000 this time last year. A house right now is not worth 118. So you're almost already there or may already be there. Thing. If, you put, if you only put 5% down, then you're probably already at the 20% equity threshold. Yeah. It's crazy. It's a white hot market here in Atlanta, man. I, I uh, follow my buddy, Matt LaMarche. He's a real estate agent in Sandy Springs. And it's just wild to see how fast these houses are flinging off the market. Oh yeah. So uh, Freddie Mac put out a stat uh, earlier this year saying that we had a single family home shortage of about 4.29 million homes. But essentially across the nation, we need, another 4.29 million homes to satisfy the number of people out there trying to buy a house. Wow. And first time home buyers are making up at least 33% of that market. One study showed, uh, just came out <clears throat> that in the second quarter, first time home buyers made up 50% of the first time home buyers are first time home buyers made up 50% of buyers in the second quarter of this year. Wow. It's wild out there. Well, Alec, I really appreciate, for sure. I really appreciate you um, taking the time uh, to join us. And uh, if you guys want to go back and listen to Jeremiah Jennings, uh, growing green, I know uh, you did a fantastic job over there as well. And then I'll put all your information in today's episode notes. So guys can um, call you or reach out to you, but go ahead and just tell us what's the best way if somebody um, is in, in Texas, Florida, Bama, or Mississippi and wants to uh, c- contact you, what, what's the best way to get in touch with you specifically? The easiest way to get in touch with me specifically is to just give me a call on my cell phone at 205-215-2888 or shoot me an email at apriola at assurancemortgage.com and then they can go to my website, assurancemortgage.com slash apriola. All right. Well, I really appreciate uh, the help and the guidance. And I know looking at our analytics, uh, we got thousands and thousands and thousands of these uh, teenagers listening to me and and just want to provide as much value as we can. So next thing you know, these guys are going to be like Jeremiah, 21, 22, 23 and beyond and uh, can make a a good informed decision and and hopefully um, be structuring all this money they're making so that they can present that the business is booming for real, not just um, you know what I mean? On paper, it's booming and in real life it's booming right. and, uh, and not shoot stuff in the foot when you go to meet with someone like you. And it's like, mm-hmm. you only made 12,000 bucks. 
but uh, <laughs> the things can be a little bit more orderly and honest. So, yeah, it's a, it's a fine line you got to play with paying taxes and showing enough income uh, to be able to get qualified. I mean, nobody wants to pay Uncle Sam more than they have to. Right. But a lot of times guys spend, it's kind of a catch 22 because guys will spend all this money. They go out and spend $50,000, but, or t- let's say $10,000, well, that would have only been 2200 in taxes. So it's like you spend tens to avoid spending 2200 And I get it. If you really do need a piece of equipment or whatever, it, you know, and it makes sense, then, then get it and write it off. But some guys just go and write it off just for the sake of writing it off. It's like, I'd rather just send Uncle Sam the 2200 bucks than spend the 10000 bucks on something that isn't really, that's kind of clunky. Uh, to the efficiency right. of the business. But anyway, that's a whole nother podcast for a whole nother day. <laughs> but, it, but but at the end of the day, we want to be uh, aware that if we can make a presentation to you that, you know, if, if it looks like, hey, we're, you know, we're making, the guy that's really making 80 grand, it'd be better to show you he's making 80 grand than 12. It just, it, it would, it would uh, oh, be, yeah. be a better solution. Definitely. So I, I think we made the point. And uh, Alec, again, I appreciate your time. And uh, I will definitely put the information um, in today's episode notes so guys can uh, reach out to you and uh, begin that conversation. Well, Paul, thank you so much for having me on. I enjoyed it and look forward to uh, talking to you in the future. Yeah, thank you for your time. Well, we really appreciate Alec taking time out of his day to give us some of the generalized lay of the land when it comes to buying a home. And I definitely want to do more episodes like this, sprinkle them in occasionally, uh, just to keep a variety on the show. Uh, in the future, we're going to talk about investing, whether it's a solo 401k, a SEP IRA, a traditional retirement, a Roth IRA, what what works for your specific situation. And I know there's so many variables, just like when it comes to buying a home, buying a vehicle, uh, saving for retirement. There, there's so many options. There's so much uh, to consider out there, but we should at least start doing the research. And then just like I wrote in my book, Best Business Practices for Landscapers, collect as much, gather as much information as we can. The more we understand, whether it's buying a home or or a vehicle or investing in retirement or paying off debt or whatever we're trying to do, uh, there's definitely a lot of information out there to sift through and we'll make better well-informed decisions when we understand when, when we're confused and we're overwhelmed, then we're, we're really set up for failure. But when we really have knowledge and understanding, uh, then we can make better decisions. And so I know on the show Monday through Friday, we have a fresh new episode and I don't only want to talk about uh, creating the wealth or building the money, um, uh, building the business to make the money. Cause you guys play offense well, an attribute of listeners of this show. If you're going to listen to a podcast about building a business, you're a go-getter. And uh, I know that that's a lot of folks' strengths, but we also want to play defense well. We want to make uh, wise spending decisions. And so long story short, uh, I'm going to try to do more episodes um, about real life applications like this so that not only do we earn a lot of money in our businesses, but we're wise with how we navigate uh, our taxes, retirement, uh, buying uh, big equipment and uh, vehicles, houses, things of that nature. So anyway, let me know if you like episodes like this and we can do more of them or less of them. I, I just want to uh, keep a variety, keep things fresh around here. So thanks again to today's show sponsors, GPS Track It, Gulf Coast Bookkeeping and the Entrepreneur Academy. All of their links will be in today's show notes. GPS Track It actually has a phone number if you want to find out how you can track your vehicle. 
or maybe you want to get a camera in your vehicle to see what's going on in or outside of the vehicle or you want to just get the device to go into your obd port to track where your vehicle's at gps track it has you covered uh, just tell them paul sent you and of course entrepreneur academy live that's coming up saturday november 13th and uh here we got uh breaking news the Cobra Lees are having a baby very, very soon. By the time some of you hear this, they already had their baby. So if you want to hire Gulf Coast Bookkeeping to take care of your books as they do mine, I'll reach out to them very soon uh, so you can get on their schedule because they got a lot going on with the, a new baby and uh, they can only accept a certain amount of customers. So get in where you fit in and why you can uh, with Gulf Coast Bookkeeping. All the links will be in today's show notes to GPS Track It, uh, Entrepreneur Academy, and Alex information will be in there. Uh, Gulf Coast Bookkeeping, uh, the business management software I use, Jobber, uh, my new book, Best Business Practices. There's a lot going on uh, that you might hear about on the show, products, services, opportunities, events. And uh, what Mr. Producer does is he'll customize a link that will take you directly to that product or service or the phone number to make the next action step. So we really take a lot of time with each episode to make sure we can guide you uh, to whatever is going to help you with the next step in your business. So um, that's in what we call the program notes. If you scroll up in the platform you're listening to this podcast on, you'll see all those links. And I definitely think that can uh, help you in any way possible. All righty. Well, thanks for listening to today's program. Smash that follow and we hope you'll catch us on the next episode. This has been a Jameson Media and Mr. Producer production.